Welcome to Quick Shots. Quick Shots. The only way is up when you're down. Welcome to Quick Shots. And that's my delicious voice. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going. I'm going into going into my thirty eighth week of uh, pregnant insanity. Sorry, cuz. That's all right. You, you want to start or? Yeah, you go on. I'll ask you the first question, Cuzzy. It's from Raj. Okay. Raj has said, uh, and you're actually the most qualified to answer this because you've dabbled in cross-collateralization, so I might let mm-hmm. you explain what that is. But mm-hmm. Raj has said, what is the negative of collateralizing with other properties? Yeah, so good, good question. The So for those not familiar, what cross-collateralizing means is basically giving the bank access to multiple properties. That, that That's that's all it is uh, at the end of the day. Uh, in an ideal world, you'd avoid it because uh, having – the different properties with different banks, or even if it's the same bank but they're not cross-securitized or cross-collateralized, gives you flexibility. And, and, and the main negative is if you have a property growing in value uh, and some that are flatlining or maybe even some that might have had a bit of a downturn, if your properties aren't cross-collateralized, you just it's very simple. You just go in on the one property that's grown in value, take some equity and you've got your deposit and cost it to do something else or, or, or invest elsewhere. Uh, when they're cross-collateralized, you've got to get the whole portfolio revalued. Um, and I think, you know, it's it's an even bigger challenge when you're, you're stuck with one lender and you don't have the flexibility of maybe um, going to different lenders who've got different properties of yours, you know, and, and sort of trying to put your business with the lender who's willing to lend you the most money at the time. So the negative is flexibility, Raj. That, that's the main one. Uh, but mm. it, it can be, for, for others, the positive sometimes is it allows you to do something that you're not able to do if you have split your business uh, up with different banks as well. So pros and cons, I think just make sure you've got a good broker who understands what you're trying to achieve and and they'll normally try and steer you clear of cross-collateralizing unless it's last resort. Well said. Uh, We'll go with Liz here. Now, Liz has asked, I bought a property three years ago and it has done really well. It's grown in value. Uh, should I hold on to it or sell? Reason being is I feel there are other markets that will do better over the next few years than the market that this property is in. Well, I mean, you bits of generic on details there, Liz. <laughs> also, I, like it could be an apartment. I, I mean, Jesus, really set me up. Oh, I mean, I, I bring it back to basics here. You've bought a property that it's done it's done really well over the last three years. So if it's grown in value, that's a very big tick. I'd also love to know, like, you know, how are you sitting on a, on a cash flow point on this property? Like, is it is it easy for you to hold? Is it hard? Is it costing you money? Um, you know, because that can play into to factors as well. Um, there can sometimes be better opportunities interstate um, for you to buy something maybe of a of similar or lesser value, but but have the the land portion of it, you know. So mm. if you own a, a apartment right now and, and you're tossing up whether to sell that to buy, you know, a house and and land in another state, then I might say, yeah, maybe it's worth looking at. But I think if we bring it back to absolute basics on on property, you know, there's sort of we talk about there's simple and then there's compound. Simple is buying and selling, and you know, always. Um, selling and, and I guess realizing X amount of your profit after your capital gains and then you're re-entering the same market again. That's sort of simple 
investing, if you will, whereas compounding is you you buy, you hold, you realize the growth, you realize the rental increase over time and it and you can get ants in your pants sometimes when you think you're seeing other opportunities elsewhere, but ultimately then buying another property and, and just slowly adding to your portfolio is what we call compound investing, um, which will prove to be a much more effective long-term strategy. So, um Liz, I would just say there, you know, are you a compound or, or, or are you a simple investor? Again, I don't know what property you've got. But something I think is really important also to remember when talking about entering and exiting the real estate market is it is a bloody ex- expensive exercise to enter and exit the property market. So don't just look at in isolation what you paid for that property, but also, you know, what stamp duty did you pay for it? Um, when you sell it, on the way out, what capital gains are you going to pay as well? And then re-enter the market again and pay stamp duty again. You know, are you just are you are you stuck in sort of simple investor mindset, which maybe feels good every couple of years, but isn't going to help you long term? And it's kind of relevant too because I, I had this conversation with um, a really good friend and, and client of mine as well on pretty much the same thing. You know, I think we can get a bit bedazzled with the like, oh my God, I can sell it for this much now and it's more when you actually strip out all the costs and you realize, oh, I'm just going to be left with a bit of cash trying to re-enter the market um, and replace something I bought three years ago. So Liz, without knowing a lot, I would say don't sell your property (laughs) because we always regret selling, don't we? I feel like we regret selling more than we regret buying. Any hurdles? Over to Eddie. Eddie, oh, he's hit us with a little bit of a negative one. So I'm, I am a little bit sorry, Cuz, but I have no doubt that uh, your capacity to answer this is is great. With all the fixed rates ending, are we seeing an increase in mortgage stress and forced sales? Uh, we are, um, but I think maybe to paint some some context there, Eddie, what happened is uh, mortgage stress. Um, really had a had a you know like before I'm gonna I'm gonna roughly quote the numbers it might be you know two percent or something was the the mortgage stress um, prior to the pandemic uh, then we saw a big spike in the early days of the pandemic but then once those really low interest rate settings were, were in play we actually had like a maybe like a half a percent mortgage stress so it went way below what it was before the pandemic, we've sort of we've seen it increase, but and it, and it has increased significantly, but from a really low base where the level of mortgage stress is actually fairly similar to the pre-pandemic sort of normal environment. So I, you know, I, th- I think whilst it's increased, it's not anything to be alarmed by. Uh, for sales, likewise, you know, defaults and, and all that haven't really changed. There is more um, listings in the market, but still well below the five-year average. So so again. There has been an increase, but but it's not really been that significant in the in the context of what we would say is normal. Um, so so yeah, we'll monitor those numbers. It might it can change, obviously, Eddie. But mm. um, it's probably surprised a lot of people just how um, sort of fairly moderate the the increases have been. There you go, Cuts. Well done. Well done. We've ticked off another quick shots without me going into labour. How good? How good? Well, another week. Another hopefully, week. we'll see you next week. Uh, if not, I'll wrangle someone in. Uh, guys, if you've got questions, please send them through. We'd love to hear from you and uh, have a great weekend. Pop them through. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Double Shot with your favourite cousins, Alex and James Fitzgerald. 
If you've got a burning question or something we absolutely need to talk about on the pod, please write to us. Both of our emails are in the show notes. For little real estate tidbits and a little bit of banter, okay, a lot of banter, you can follow us on the gram. Our handle is the doubleshot.podcast. That, my friends, is the doubleshot.podcast. Until next time, think of us when you sit back and sip your next double shot.